Welcome back. Let's continue our discussion of the spousal benefits. Spousal benefits are available to married couples who've been married for one year or more. Now, how do we use them? We use spousal benefits primarily with really two situations. The first situation is when you have a high-income spouse together with a low-income spouse. So if you have one spouse that has a large Social Security benefit, the other spouse has a lower Social Security benefit. That's generally how we use them. And that typically is women. Typically are women who've been outside of the workforce, uh, those that have been home raising children, those that have sacrificed their work career. And what they have is an opportunity to receive more money uh, through a spousal benefit than their own benefit. So even though the Social Security Administration sends you a statement saying what your earnings were, this is what your benefit will be based on those earnings, you actually don't file for that. You file for a spousal benefit. And a spousal benefit is based on 50% of your spouse's full retirement age benefit. So if your spouse has a $3,000 full retirement age benefit, full retirement age would be their age of retirement, might be 66 might be 67, might be 66 in six months. Depends on when your date of birth is. But whatever that is, you're eligible for 50% of their benefit. So for a lot of women, 50% is greater than their own benefit. So even though they receive this benefit statement, they actually don't file for that. They actually never file for their earnings. They actually file for 50% of their spouse's earnings because it's more, because it's higher. And that's really what a spousal benefit is. So really, there's three requirements. You have to be 62, like you do with any Social Security benefit. You have to be married for one year or more in marriage. And you also and you can collect 50% of your spouse's full retirement age benefit. Now, how do you figure this out? It's actually pretty simple. Uh, the way that you figure out whether or not this is an advantage for you whether you can figure out how you can figure out whether or not you can receive more money is really very simple. All you really need to do is is to pull earning statements on yourself and your spouse. You can do that by going to the Social Security's website, which is ssa.gov, and under ssa.gov on the main page there's something called My Social Security. You can click on that, that's where you obtain your own earnings report, uh, your earnings and benefit report. Uh, my, social, my Social Security, well, you just click on it. It's pretty easy. There are some security questions that you have to answer. Sometimes the folks have a hard time answering them. I don't really know where they get these questions. Uh, every now and then, people cannot answer them, and they have to call the 800 number. For, but for most people, it's really pretty simple. It really only takes about two minutes to get your earning statement. But if you pull your earning statement for yourself and for your spouse, you can look at the full retirement age benefit that your spouse is receiving at whatever their full retirement age was, not necessarily what they're receiving now if they file for their Social Security benefits early, but whatever they would have received at full retirement age. And you take 50% of that. If you take 50% of that, you can compare it to your own benefit to determine whether or not it's more or less. If it's more, you need to file for your spousal benefit. If it's less, you're better off filing for your own benefit. And really, that's the easiest way to figure it out. Now, the biggest catch associated with spousal benefits is that a spouse has to be collecting a benefit in order for the other one to be eligible. So there's really three eligibility 
Age 62, there's three things for it being eligible. Age 62, one year or more in marriage, spouse must be collecting a benefit. Now, spouses don't necessarily have to be collecting a retirement benefit. It can be a disability benefit. It can be any benefit. If a spouse is collecting a benefit, then the other is eligible for a spousal benefit. I meet people all the time at the seminars that I teach where one person is receiving a Social Security benefit through disability, the other still working and is not receiving their benefit, where they're eligible for a spousal benefit right then. They actually could do that. So age 62, one year or more of marriage, spouse must be collecting a benefit. You cannot file for a spousal benefit if, if your spouse is not receiving a benefit. You can't just go file for one half of your spouse's benefit. They have to be receiving a benefit for you to be able to do that. Um, but this is a very simple situation. So the first situation that I've been talking about here is where we have a high-income spouse together with a low-income spouse, a high benefit together with a low benefit. The second situation that I want to look at uh, a little bit, uh, probably next week, if we, if we still have time, we'll talk about it today. But what I want to look at next week is where both spouses have similar benefits, similar earnings, so that there's not necessarily a high and a low. This is mainly an advantage for someone who has a high-income benefit and has a low-income benefit. The other thing that we want to talk about that kind of sets up the discussion of the uh, second use of the spousal benefit is a term called deem filing. And I need to, to help you understand what that means. In 2015, Obama changed the laws associated with Social Security. He felt like there was a lot of abuses at the time, and there were. And he came up with a concept that we call deem filing. And what deem filing means in the Social Security world is that when you file for Social Security, you are deemed to be filing for all Social Security benefits, whether you want them or not, whether you are receiving them or not. This is the standard going forward. Because in the old days, we used to pick and choose uh, when we will receive benefits. We might receive certain benefit for a while, then turn around and switch to another. They did away with those rules. So they basically came up with this idea of deemed filing. And this is important for you to understand because it's going to lead to the second example of how we use spousal benefits. You need to understand what the term means because it's going to lead up, it's going to lead into the discussion associated with that. All right, well, let's talk about the other application of the spousal benefits. There's two situations that we use a spousal benefit. The first situation is when the higher income is married to the lower income. The second situation is when we have two spouses that have more of a wor similar work history as well as a similar benefit. In that opportunity, there's actually, in, in that situation, there's actually an opportunity for you to file for a spousal benefit while turning around and filing for your own benefit at a later date, such as at age 70. This is a technique that we use all the time with someone who is eligible for a spousal benefit, but then they're allowed to continue to work and they're allowed to continue to come back at age 70 and file for their benefit and still not sacrifice that higher benefit. Now, according to the Dean Filing Rules, when you file under the Social Security world, in the Social Security world, you are deemed to be filing for all available sources of Social Security, whether you want them or not, 
whether you receive them or not. So once you file, that's it. So you don't really have the opportunity of picking and choosing. And there's actually, in the tax law change in 2015, there's actually three exceptions that were left in the tax laws. Uh, the first exception was for married couples. The second, the second and third exception we're going to talk about in future weeks. Uh, one is for divorced and the other is for a widow. But in the first exception for married couples, there's actually an opportunity for you to file for a spousal benefit. Remember, the eligibility is if you have one year of marriage and your spouse is collecting a benefit, then you're eligible for 50% of your spouse's benefit. You actually have the opportunity of filing for a spousal benefit while coming back and filing for your own benefit age 70. The exception is limited, though, to those who were born before 1954. So you have to have turned 62 by 1231.15. So if you qualify for a spousal benefit, um, the one year more of marriage, uh, age 62 or older, if you have, and then the third requirement, if you were born before 1954 and you've turned 62 by 1231.15, you have the option of collecting a spousal benefit while preserving your own benefit until uh, age 70. And the way that you do this is through what we call a restricted application. And a restricted application is a very specific way that we file with the Social Security Administration that restricts your benefits. Because again, according to the deemed filing rules, when you file, that's it. There's no real way to restrict your benefits. But this is the exception. So you can go to the website for the Social Security Administration. You can Google on their website restricted application and some information will come up about this. But it's a very specific way that you file for spousal benefits only. And you can do that and again come back at age 70. So if you were born before 1954, when you file, you don't take your own benefit. You actually, even though you're eligible for that, you file a restricted application, which allows you to receive a spousal benefit at that time, then come back, collect that for several years, then come back at age 70 and switch to your own benefit. So you actually would file twice. This is an important strategy for married couples because again a lot of times I meet people where one person is working one person is still is collecting benefits so the person that's still working could still collect that spousal benefit while preserving their own benefit for age 70 but let's wrap up let's wrap up there that'll lead into a discussion for next week um, that we can pick up from there and review the strategy you've been listening to insights with Philip Wilson an Alabama Registered Investment Advisor. Learn more by visiting his website at ssmistakes.com or by calling 205-868-9297.